Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Stephen and Corey. I'm Stephen. And I'm Corey. Yes. Welcome to Get It Together. Get It Together. 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 40 years of together, getting it together. 40 yeah. years. Two years of dating, but 40 years of getting it together together. Two years of getting it together so that we can get it together together, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Man, some people don't do that. When they're dating, they don't even think about getting themselves together to become together. You know, what's interesting is our first year, I remember many people said, hey, if you can just get through the first year. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. If you can just get through the first year. First year was easy. We got through the first year. We're like, <laughs> what were they talking about? It was that seven-year itch. That was a that, piece of cake after the first year. Yeah. 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 The seven-year. Yeah, yeah, that, that was. was uh, yeah. And we talked about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys have watched some of the other earlier episodes, you know, we talked about, yeah. you know, a couple of things that oh, yeah. uh, transpire. That's anyway. You sit here and think, wow. Well, we went through that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we're having a lot happens. of fun. We're having a lot of fun doing yeah. this, right? We are. It's uh, pretty exciting. And you know what? We thank you guys for all of yeah. your involvement and your engagement, you. mm -hmm. reaching yeah. out to us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate you following us. And, and we appreciate you sharing. Yes. You know, we say that because we have heard people say, oh, I heard from you, heard about you from such and such. But we also are saying that so that you'll continue to share. We like for them to share. That's right. Sharing is caring. You know, it's it takes a lot of uh, confidence, I think, to uh, be able to open up your, sort yeah. of your dirty laundry. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's, uh, we shared a little bit of that. That's a key, you know, that's to, right. to be able to be transparent. transparent. That's one thing that uh, when people tell us we're the relationship gurus is because we are transparent. Right. We're like, you know what? Everybody's been through something. And so um, it's best to just be honest and be clear because whatever you go through, I mean, I can see the rewards of things that we went through that we didn't think were rewarding. Absolutely. Because in the long run, a lot of times, like the Lord says that Jesus was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Well, sometimes we're touched with the feelings of others' infirmities because we've been through it. Well, that's called empathy. You yeah. know, today's world is all about, yeah. And you know, sympathy is, I feel bad for you, right. but I can't relate. Empathy is, hey, I've been there. And let me help you through that. That's right. So the things that we've been through, the trials, we're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but fortunately, we've had people who have helped us. Right. Because they're like, you know what? We've been through that. You'll get through it. And they've counseled and helped us also, just as friendships. But guess what? What? You and I are different people today. Oh, yeah. 40 years yeah. down the road, okay, we're so transparency. people. You guys, before this show started... We got into a little scuffle. I'm uh, telling you, we got into a little scuffle. It, but guess whose fault it was? Yes. It actually was mine. <laughs> I was going to say it was hers, but it, and it so, was mine. Yeah. yeah. And, and But again, yeah. we handle it totally different oh, yeah. than we would have handled it 40, 39, 38, 37, 35, 36 Somebody years ago. Somebody probably wonders, well, what were you doing? Well, she was just being a little snippet. That's no, all. Well, only because he wasn't listening to me and I was right. <laughs> So, see how he laughs? That's a nervous laugh. No, but yeah, I was right. And so I said, uh, okay, fine, you do it. And then when he started doing, he realized I was right. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but again, that's part of marriage. Right. You make the marriage work. That's exactly And the way right. you honor each other in the marriage is, like we just heard, you shared with me, who was the pastor that you were listening to? Robert. Uh, Robert Morris. Yeah. You actually, there's three people in this marriage. You, yeah. me, and God. Have a conversation. Well, marriage is 100%, right? Yeah. Of each individual. Some people say it's. 50 50 mm -mm. no no yeah i don't want 50 percent of you i want all of you exactly yeah it's not yeah. you know it's a hundred percent effort marriage is empty until you fill it so that's why good. not fill it 100 percent of each of you as that's opposed right. to well you know why are you going to fill it halfway and see what happens that's right divorce you know what right. the other thing too another analogy of marriage is we sometimes we, we've talked about this it's like when you're married and you don't have any 
you know, physical kids, your first child basically is your marriage. Oh, absolutely. because when you get married, guess what? You're an infant in the yeah. world of being married, yes, right? Yeah. So today we're a full grown adult yeah. person in our marriage. And I think that's why they say the first year is hard because you're changing marriage diapers. Yeah, that's you right. You know, you're changing. Things marriage. get a little stinky. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're changing marriage vomit. Oh, oh yeah. 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 You're trying to eat meat when you're not ready for it. So yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. Marriage is like being a child, your first child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can do that, here's a fortunate thing for us. We had five years before we started having oh, yeah. children. So we were, I guess we were five-year-olds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were five. We were that toddlers or we were, you know, we were kindergartners, you know, yeah. but at least we had that, that elevated time to learn from each other. But, you and, know, it's exciting oh, to get to the other side of this as yeah, well, yeah. you know, where I love the aspect of many times I'm thinking something about you that I have to talk to you about. And boom, my phone rings and you're saying, oh, I was thinking and it was exactly yes. what I was oh, going to say. Or like, did, we're, we're not even together. No. Or sometimes we'll go, did the girls talk to you about this? Because I just finished talking <laughs> right. to them. And they're like, no. <laughs> we have a pretty explosive topic. Uh, one that is somewhat near and dear to our hearts, like yeah. many of the others have been. Mm -hmm. It's pretty exciting. Again, you're going to hear us talking about things that we've been through. So uh, if we talk about things we haven't been through, we're going to share statistics and other people's experiences. But in most of these, in this first season that we're going through, we're talking about things that we've been through so that you get to know us and that we get to know you because we want you to comment and share also. Right. And some people are impervious to a few of these topics, but not very many. No, these no. are things that are going to hit home for a lot of people so in topic? some way. What's the topic? So the topic is adjusting to change in work and in life in general. In career. And yeah. career. And supporting each other. We have our notes here. Supporting each other through job and business loss, changes or uncertainty. And a lot of that is going has gone forth since 2020. Right. There's a lot of job changing. There's a lot of uncertainty about is my career should I be changing a career path? Um, or there have let have been a lot of businesses who have closed because of the pandemic, yeah, which we right. hate to say, but there are still people who are yeah, suffering in certain states, yeah. in certain countries across the world. They're still trying to bounce back. And in general, though, even prior to the pandemic, these things were issues, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. people changing jobs, mm -hmm. businesses closing. You know, the marketplace is always, it seems like it's either expanding or contracting, Yeah. you know, and change is one of those things that is going to be consistent. So the question is, what do we do now? You know, what do you do? What do you do now? Yeah. And we might not have all the answers, but we have had experience and we have had some people uh, write in and tell us what they've done. So we're going to read a couple of things that have helped other people also. Um, the number one question is, what do you do to conquer job loss? And that is layers, emotional, right. financial, uh, relationship, relational, 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 you know, and career wise, yeah. what do you do to conquer job loss? One of the first things you do is number one, realize that you're on the same team. Mm -hmm. Many times these sort of life challenges in, rather than drive couples together, it yeah. unfortunately seems to divide them yeah, that's true but guys you got to remember you're on the same team mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and i you're going to get into our experiences yeah. but one of the things that i'm grateful for is in all of my entire career Corey has been my greatest support yeah. cheerleader greatest by cheerleader. the way i was a cheerleader in high school <laughs> and in, actually i was pop warner what's that seven years old i know how to cheer somebody on Go fight, win. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, and it's more fun to be a cheerleader than it is to be a nagger. 
yep. you know, because you're bringing it down, bringing someone down. What better way to lift up your spouse and your partner as to cheer them on no matter what they're going through? What better way to bring them to the next level where they feel like I can do it? I can do it. The little train, the little, tr little engine that could, you know, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. One of the things that we have realized is in every one of these transitions, when we got to the other side of the situation, whatever it was, mm -hmm. it was, oh, we were always better. It was better. Off. Yeah. It was, it always was better. better. Yeah. yeah. And if you're listening to this and you've been through some of these things, you probably acquiesce the mm -hmm. same thing mm -hmm. that when you're confronted with this, it seems like it's monumental. Yeah. It seems like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You get to the other side of this thing and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm glad that happened. So we have actually, um, I want to talk about a gentleman that we were actually coaching today. And that has to do with, will you be a creator or will you be a follower? And there's nothing wrong with being a follower if you're following in the right path. That's someone. right. So what I, I have here, the Webster's dictionary um, of what a creator is. One that creates usually by bringing something new or original into being. Okay. That's being strong. a creator. And then a follower defined as a person who moves or travels behind someone or something. And again, if you're moving or traveling behind a, behind a freight train, that's great because you're on the right path. You know, right. if, you, if you find that you're not going to be the creator. So um, this particular gentleman, he is going through a career battle. Like you just said, sometimes when you're going through that battle and you come on the other side, it is so much better. And we were explaining, it's like the chick in the egg. You got to brush, burst through that shell and that shell is the, the tough time. That's right. But when you brush, burst through, it's a breath of fresh air and you have new life. Or it's like the caterpillar or the butterfly that's in the cocoon. You got to get out of that cocoon, even though the cocoon is comfortable and that's where you've been. The, this, this going through the adjustments and change, that's the discomfort. But you got to work through to become that butterfly, spread your wings and go, even though you're right on the cusp of, oh, what do I do now? It's a decision making. So right. I just wanted to share that because that's important when you are making that career change, even if you're not, if it wasn't your plan to make the career change, you know, it was somebody else's plan, like you're fired yeah. or, you know, or, or the company <laughs> shutting down or um, all the things that happened during the pandemic. Again, this is, I'm moving pages, but this is um, post pandemic and just in life in general. So understand that it's going to happen. If that's it right. hasn't happened to you, Praise God, that's a great thing, but it may happen. And you know what? The other thing is, is that so many people today fall in a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. They think that their job's always going to be there, <laughs> always living <laughs> life to <laughs> the limits, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Never really putting anything back as, you know, for a season for a And that's what we talked about with day. me when we talked about right. financial and when I was like, why would you, we have to save. Exactly. We're going to have a job tomorrow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The comfort zone is really not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Because you're always wondering what's going to happen next. What the comfort zone is, is when you're moving forward and you're constantly moving because we're created to move forward, not to stay stagnant. So what you think is comfortable is just you being stagnant. Right. And that's not how you're created to be. Even your heartbeat, as I always say, your heartbeat's not stagnant or you'd be dead. You know, so your life should not be stagnant. It should be a constant moving and grooving and, and, and accomplishing. Right. And, you know, a lot of times when the, when the economy is expanding and also contracting, you know, it, there's no respect of persons. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think all of us are at risk of having uh, something in this process have an impact on our lives. Sometimes it can be positive. Mm -hmm. More often than not, it's, it's probably negative, at least when you're going through it. Yeah. Then when you get to the other side, you can look back and see all the positives because Absolutely. you become a better person. And you have to look at that comfort zone. What is that doing to your household? 
you know, what really, what is that doing to your household environment? Right. Is it causing you to say, this is where we're at and we can't move forward? Or is it causing you to say, this is where we're at and we're moving forward? Exactly. You know, so. So. Yeah. So we've got some stats and facts, as you guys know, throughout our season. We I love the stats because, and facts. I know we do. Yeah, I we love do. stats yeah. and facts. I'm a numbers so guy. So you go ahead and start off with your stats and facts. Okay, so here we go. Um, the International Labor Organization, or ILO, estimated that global working hour loss um, was equivalent to 255 million wow. full-time jobs lost in 2020. Wow. Wow. That's representing a specific, uh, a significant decline oh my gosh. Uh, in overall employment opportunities. That's a big deal. Wow. And that's in 2020. That was, three, in 2020. That's, that was, yeah, during the pandemic. Yeah. Here's another one. According to the Congressional Research Service, in April of 2020, the unemployment rate reached 14.8%. That is the highest rate observed in data since they started collecting the information. In 1948, 14, 1948, 8%. Wow. that's unemployment. So again, this is hitting and that's global. Yes, that's global. Cause we'd like to talk about global, um, um, observe the global things that are happening around the world. So think about that. That is job a lot of loss. People. Yeah. That's job loss. That's right. No, we're not talking job gain, job loss. And here it says, which, okay. So that, which equals to about 25 million jobs losses, according to the university of New Hampshire. So um, that's 25 million job losses based on that, that um, percentage. Above, it says equivalent to 255 million full-time jobs in 2020 uh, globally. Yeah. Globally. So, okay, so this one is, this one is uh, U.S. Okay, so this is North America, 25 million, but 255 million globally. Big number. Yeah. Big number. So what's that mean for the world? What's that mean for, for your, your world? you know, where you're at and what you're doing. If you're in a job loss situation, number one, you're not alone. Number two, we're going to talk about getting creative to build back something, you know, to, to lift up yourself and create or to follow the thing or the goal or the desire that you have. So be encouraged. This is not a well, with me, depression, we're just telling you the bad news. There's good news on the other side. Well, the, the reality is if, any, if you've gone through a transition like this, you also realize that a job loss in itself is, is it's not the end all. Okay. Because <laughs> actually the, 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 the job loss itself is actually the beginning of a new job. And that job is finding a job, you yeah, know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> finding a job, in fact, is a job if you yeah, do it the right yeah, way. That's good. So, so essentially you're not really unemployed. You're employed to find a place that you can actually I like that. work again. I like that. You're employed yeah. to work, to find work. That's right. Oh, here's one. Washington Post scar school poll found that nearly one in three u.s this is u.s workers under 40 have thought about changing their occupation or field of work since the pandemic began so one in three under 40 now that speaks a lot because under 40 they're more adventurous they're not as settled like well i'll just deal with what i've got they're like no i'm gonna get out there i'm gonna try something different i'm gonna move in to whatever fits my my vibe or my my lifestyle so that I can create something. That's a creator. That's right. Even if you're even if you're saying I'm going to create myself in another position at another company or another organization, at least you're creating the opportunity to do that. Exactly. So, what about us? Have we been through this? Yes, we have. You oh my us. gosh. Let's tell our story. <laughs> so we tell you this so that you can relate and so that you can understand we're not talking just 
out of air. We're not blowing yeah. hot air. We have been through job loss. Yes. Yes. Again, here's another life experience that, that, uh, that oh, hits home with another us. One. I don't think we even covered that one, how we got here. Oh, that's a big one too. That is. We'll okay. tell that one another time. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so, um, 1988, here's an interesting, that was how many years ago? That was a lot of years ago. So, um, I was uh, working with this company, right? Pretty large multinational firm overall. And uh, we had this like big meeting and I was tapped to be one of what they called the transition team, right? Remember that? I came home, I said, you know, I'm, I've been said, they said several of us are being chosen to be on this transition team. But you were already at the company before you were tapped for yes. that. You oh, were yeah. working at the company. Working at the yeah. company. For three so years. They, so they were actually going through a reorganization. Mm -hmm. And so they tapped several of us to be part of that reorganization squad, right? <laughs> but that reorganization squad was basically a office closing squad. So yeah. we went up into several different states where we had you know, facilities and we were shutting those facilities down. At the same time- You were the bad guys. Yeah, we, we were actually the bad guys to the other yeah. people in the company. Yeah. But at the same time, the firm said to us, the, the company that we were involved, the, the, the office that we worked in, this office will never, ever close down. Right. <laughs> that lasted for about six months. After we wound up closing all the other facilities, guess whose facility was then knock, closed? Knock, knock. Ours. We're going to take the keys now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. What an incredible situation. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember how you felt when I said, you know, well, you know, I felt bad for you because you were the breadwinner. Yes. Uh, as you guys have heard before, we were both engineers, and uh, but you were making the lead money, you know, in the household. And uh, you were rolling and going. And you had this, I mean, everyone at the, co at the company loved you, supposedly, right. you know, yeah. but, you know, and you were one of the good guys there. Well, I, the, the other thing, sorry to no, interrupt, but I, the thing that I remember most is, I was 28 then, and I still remember like it was today. The mm. day that I rolled, yeah, okay, the, yeah. the day that I rolled into the facility, and they made the announcement that our facility was was going to be closed. As I was going home that Wait, night, were you 28? Yeah, because 28. I remember Austin wasn't that. Born yet. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I remember writing home saying, "You know what? Nothing is promised." Yeah. When I got up and got ready to go into the office that day, mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. That when I left that office, mm -hmm. I would be without a job. Yeah. I can remember just thinking, um, gosh, I, Stephen's going through this self-worth. You know, can I, can I trust corporate America? No, corporate anywhere. No, you can't. You know, can I trust them? I mean, they said one thing and they did another. And everybody, so my emotions for you were, oh my gosh, the cycle of, of your emotions. Right. And how can I be there to be supportive to all of those self-worth, um, what am I going to do now? How am I going to be a provider? Uh, and the, the industry you were in, that's not everywhere. That's not in every state. Right. So now it's like, and it wasn't, we were in what the, we were lived in the smallest state in America. So that'll tell you something. So in that small state, there wasn't another facility like that. That's right. So it's like, what do I do now? And so in my head, I was thinking, gosh, what is Steven going through? What is he going to do now? I mean, this guy is living his dream. We had just, we were in our brand new mm -hmm. home that we had built four years earlier, right? Can our we stay in home. state? Well, we going to be able to stay, stay here. Home? You know, we loved our little home and can we stay here? And what's that going to look like? And how am I going to be, uh, am I going to have to be the financial lead here? 
you know, oh God, I know now, you know, what's that going to look like, you know? And so all of these questions, I personally was nervous for him. And but for guess us, what? It was the best thing was. that could have ever happened. It was. Why? Our home in just four years literally doubled in value. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. It, it, and it, 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 didn't it trip? No, it oh, doubled God, in value. Our yeah. home doubled yeah. in value, right? Yeah. We didn't even have to put it on the market. Our next door neighbor, knew they had somebody. someone, they <laughs> knew someone that wanted yeah. to, to buy our home. Right. So we actually made money yeah. on the sale of our home. Oh, yeah. And, and lots of money. But here's, yeah, lots, double. Yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing. Remember I said you have to be a follower or a creator? Yes. We had to decide, are we going to stay in this state and, That's right. and shift and do something else? I had or? like four companies chasing me four offers but on the in table four different states yeah, yeah so it was like but again you had to put yourself out there so people what we're telling you is put yourself out there and don't get so comfortable in your state or in your town that you're not willing to move because right. when you move you have an opportunity to rebuild yourself and reinvent yourself exactly. and start from start fresh again and a lot of people are like well i don't like that's only because you don't know that's right you don't know you don't know and because we were able and willing, because he was willing to say, listen, I'm going to do his job search. And when he put himself out there, because he was with a major company, all these companies heard about him. And like you said, you had four offers. But in that, it would cause us to push. Remember that discomfort? We had to break through that eggshell. We had to be that butterfly in the cocoon and say, that's it. We're going to move forward. That's right. And because of that, we were able to move and build another home that was almost double the size. That's and we right. built it from scratch again, and it was a beautiful home. I mean, and we we loved it. We loved the again. What what looks like might be ultimate new disaster. Car, we got a new car, and yeah, you know, it turns out to be a blessing yes. on the back end if you go into it with the right attitude. With the right attitude, and if you keep in mind that what get we're in this together, together. we're yes. on the same team. Yes, that's right. So yes. get it together, together. If you're going through something like this right now, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. or if you've been through it understand that the real opportunity here is for you to come together yes, yes. okay and and win together yeah, get put it yourself together in a together. winning situation yeah now on the other hand i was fired once and i was like are you kidding me your heart was mad i was like are you firing me do you know who i am but here's the thing i didn't like the job anyway yeah. so i probably wasn't giving my all and i said you know that's fine that's fine i'm out so that emotion whew, that took a trial on me because I was like, I was fired. Yeah. I've never been fired before. That emotional roller coaster for me, he was there to say, it's okay, honey. It's okay. We don't need that health insurance anymore. We're good. It's okay. We're going to make a way. And the edification, once again, 100%, 100%, I needed you to be my, uh, my flotation device. Yes. So I didn't drown in my own sorrows. Yes, sorrows, right. you know. That's so right. I'm thankful for that because I felt he was let go because the company closed. But the, still, the letting go is... You're letting go. That means you're free falling until you decide what you're going to do with that. Do you have your own parachute or are you just going to free fall and crash? You right. Know? And if you're going through this or if you've been through it, you might down below, write yeah. us a little bit about your experience and, you know, we'd be happy to share it as yeah. well. Yeah. So we've got some questions that have come we in. We do. Question as we talked before, you guys know that we have done focus groups that have people that write in and write, send questions in. And yeah. so we have some that have uh, responded to this topic let's see what they say let's see what they say we and we always i'm telling you we pull these out we hope we can answer questions and sometimes we're like okay what do you guys think exactly <laughs> okay let's see okay after the pandemic we had to look outside of our current <laughs> our current location to find work for my partner uh she found a job that they are excited that 
that we are excited about, but our whole lives, including my career, are here. And the job offer would require us to move to a place that I absolutely don't want to live. How do I su support my partner, but also voice my concern in a loving way? Okay, I can answer that. So that little state that we were in, beautiful state, the ocean's on one side, you're close to the mountains. It was beautiful. And we were moving to an area that I, didn't, I wasn't familiar with. However, if your partner's a breadwinner, you learn how to enjoy the area you're in. Because I don't care where you live in the world, you can discover the beauty of your location. And you make it what it's going to be. That's right. You know, you decide what clubs you're going to join, what organizations you're going to volunteer at, what uh, schools you're going to go to, what all those things. You create your own environment. We have moved eight times. Eight times. Eight times. And I was always the uh, stay-at-home mom, and he was always the provider. Every time we moved, you guys, I made sure that it was like opening up Christmas presents every time we moved. Boxes came into the house or into the apartment until we got the house. We moved 13 times. Some of them were temporary until we bought a home or built a home. But every time, it was an adventure. adventure. And I learned the community. I learned where the parks were, where the, where the uh, opera is, or where the um, civic center is, and where the entertainment is, and where the fun park. So you just learn your environment, and you come to love it. Yes. Now, I will tell you, I will tell you, yeah. there was one state we moved in, and we were there for quite a while. It took me six years to like where I was living. Six years. because of the uh, culture, but I end up learning to enjoy it yeah, because I, could, with it I, yeah, I could, yes, I did. I can appreciate the culture and it, and it was a beautiful thing, but it took me six years to just stop. That's being a long so. Time. It is a long time. And I was like, oh, uh, these people and this thing. But I eventually learned it's me that has the hang up. That's right. It's me. If I can accept the culture and learn the culture again, it's about doing the right thing and accepting your spouse's golden opportunity without pushing it down on them that you're not happy. Sure. Okay. What else you have? Let's see. <laughs> Here, you do that one. Okay. I'll read this one. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to get another one. Oh my gosh. There's so many. So my husband is having a hard time finding work after the pandemic. Okay. I have a network that I think can help him but I don't want him to think I don't believe that he can get work on his own merit. Do I help or leave that alone? Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, what do you think? Put it in the comments below. Here's a person whose husband, okay, needs a job. She has a network, but she's concerned that if she leverages her network, it may not make him feel really good. Maybe it's an ego issue. I do think it's, it's an open concern, but I also think since you're on the same team, anything that you can do to help, you should do it. What do you think? I agree. And here's different ways to introduce them to that network of people. Have a social time. Awesome. Get together. Excellent idea. And don't talk about work. Just let him introduce him to the people that you know. If you're part of a networking group, which I've been, we've both been part of networking groups. There's things called BNI, Business Network International, as well as other networking groups across the world. Um, that you can join. And those networking organizations, they want to get to know you personally and your family so that they can help you even more. So I would say do social activities with those networking, those people in your network so that they can get to know your husband. Because when your husband is around these other people, they're, 
job's going to come up, work's going to come up. So what do you do? How do you like it? And it becomes more casual as opposed to he might be feeling like I have to go through an interview if I talk to your business people in your network. That's not true. Your network is your net worth. So when you have a net worth of people value to bring to your husband, don't deny that. Just do it in a, in a wise way. Be wise with how you talk to him and how you introduce him to that network because he will appreciate it. You know, and I think the other thing too is, is this open communication in these mm -hmm. kind of situations is crucial. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, and it could be that, you know, you could actually say to your husband, look, honey, I've got some, you know, contacts, contacts networking. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to bring them to you. And, and Or even, even say to him, I've been speaking about you. I'm so proud of you. Right. Such and such wants to meet you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. What have you been saying? I've been telling him how smart you are, how great you are at your business and those type of things. So, you know, bring that up too. Okay. Here's one. Oh, you got one. Okay. I do. Wow. Okay. My partner decided to, to transition into a new career. But I honestly think it was a very stupid, rash choice. Ooh. I don't agree at all. What should I do? Okay. That, just saying stupid and rash is harsh. That is harsh. So what you're saying is you're not supporting your partner in, uh, her, in his career, into this new career. Just because you think it is stupid and rash choice, guess what? He already did it. So um, what should you do? You should support him as much as possible. When he is in a down mode, you don't want to say, I told you that was stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> you were too rash. You know, nobody wants to hear that nobody. when they're down. Nobody. So if he's already transitioned, did it say transition, right? Yeah, he's already transitioned into a new career. Be supportive. Learn about that career move. Learn about what he's doing so that you can edify. And you may be able to bring him some information if you read about it, if you re listen to a podcast about it, if you, you know, whatever you're doing to edify that career, learn about that career that he has transitioned into. Whether you think it's stupid or not, he doesn't need to hear that because he might be hearing that from his mama. He might be hearing that from his brother or sister. He might be hearing that from his best friend. You don't need to be on that team. You need to be on his team. You know, I think it's um, one of those situations that you just need to edify each other, mm -hmm. hold each other up. And again, you're on the same team. Yeah, you're on the same this team. This is a very... Um, Big issue. It, mm -hmm. it, it has impacted a lot of people and it can in this be very, country. A lot of static in right. that. Right. And it's not been just because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. but the pandemic certainly magnified, uh, magnified yeah. this mm -hmm. as an issue. But again, magnified and multiplied. Yes. As we saw the stats. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you are uh, in this situation, okay, and you need advice and help, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Again, comment, uh, like, share, and we thank you for being a part of this podcast. You know, we, we thank you for sticking with us and listening to these different modes of advice and counsel and the things that we've been through. Uh, again, we've been asked to do this and we're enjoying it. Absolutely. Having, enjoying a blast, it. having a so blast. So we thank you for joining us. Uh, and we actually have a part two to this. So this was part one. Our next podcast is a part two. And we'll be going through again different different changes and uh you'll hear more about it in the next podcast but just know that this is part one of a part two Seriously. Uh, yeah and so we're excited about continuing this so you only heard three questions this time because we have a part two yeah. and uh we look forward to sharing that with you so thank you for joining us today